Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is The Tech Factor. Welcome to episode 12 of The Tech Factor. So uh, we're going to continue on with our theme that we have been previously been doing. We've been uh, basically answering all the the Google questions. Next! Next! Come on! What up, Google? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be the uh, most appropriate uh, soundbite for that. Um so, oh, just a shout out to College Humor. That's a great little uh, YouTube video. Check it out. So, uh, today's Google Topics is all about uh, cybersecurity or specifically cyber threat uh, management. So, we have a number of questions from Google and also from people in general, and we're going to go through and answer those as best as we can. So, the uh, first question, I believe, is... Just what is cybersecurity threat management? Well, well, okay. Let's. What is cybersecurity threat management? Let's start at the most basics. What I, know, I think you've got an official definition in front of you, Sam, don't I you? I sure do. So threat management or cyber threat management is the framework often used by cybersecurity professionals to manage the life cycle of a threat in an effort to identify or respond to it within speed and accuracy. Right. So basically what that means is you, you've got a, a system, a managed system around cybersecurity. So in, in essence, it means that you have maybe you've got um, things like, for example, you've got training and policies and systems in place. You've got a range of tools in place. You've got uh, basically a, a system designed so that essentially you have, for example, you've got your ongoing training management. You've got your security aspect where you're securing the environment. You've got uh, policy and, and system around basically how you manage that environment. Then you've got your response, and then you've got basically your remediation, and then your essentially your continuous improvement. So you've got a, a continuous system and a workflow from A to B, and and coming back around again. So that's, that's in essence what it what it is and what it basically means. Uh, I, I guess in a in a in an SME side of it, um, if if I'm a small to medium enterprise, and what does that actually mean to me it, it means that you have a range of systems to essentially uh, prevent to try to prevent cyber cybersecurity threats in the first instance if you can uh, if if and inevitably there will be something that will happen uh, basically how you respond to that and what tools and systems you have in place to respond and then basically uh, then what you do post uh, the event and how you manage that so there's essentially that that life cycle there, which then comes back and also comes back to continuous improvement at the end. So then you might review it. You might go, hey, look, we could do this better or we could change this or we could change that. And that is uh, basically the the process and, and what they're talking about. So they're talking about a uh, cybersecurity threat management. They're talking about a management system and how to basically manage those those, those threats and how to pull that in place. Now, a lot of that, like that's a it's a pretty big topic, right? And it's, it's something that um I wouldn't expect a – a typical small business to have all this type of stuff in place. So really, when you're when you're talking about cybersecurity threat management, you're really wanting to be talking with consultants again, like people like ourselves, to really try to figure out what type of management plan or management system that you have in have in place or what you put in place to mitigate against cyber threats uh, as much as you practically can. 
you know, it is a bit of a one of those things where it's um, how long is a piece of string? You can invest substantial amounts of money. I, I, I still think that regardless of how much, uh, again, when I talk about how long is a piece of string, I still feel like most people don't invest enough in it. So, and I, you know, and maybe I've got a pecuniary interest when I say that, but the reality of it is that uh, I we definitely don't take it seriously enough uh, as, you know, I guess as businesses in general. So certainly reviewing that and working out, you know, what you need to have in place to secure your your business at a bare minimum, I think is necessary. And I think most people should be spending more. Um, you certainly, there's a, you know, you can spend a substantial amount of money and you can still always be at a, a certain level of risk where you can still have instances. So you, no matter how much you spend, there will be a, a point where you, you just won't get much more return on investment for that extra dollar. But certainly for most businesses, you can uh, invest a little bit in your cybersecurity and you'll get a big return on investment. So Yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. Yeah. And then it, I guess that goes on to the next question, which is, uh, I mean, how do you manage cybersecurity? And that, that really comes back to, again, we've described what it is. Now, how you manage it is, again, through a, a management system. So I've kind of already answered that in a way, but basically uh, managing cybersecurity is, uh, again, it's, it involves, well, it involves the three Ps. It's the people process and the... Um, <laughs> 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 Don't worry. Um, people, process. My, I'm, I'm going to say policy, but um, Sam, what's the three? Am I oh, brain fart? Um, oh, uh, I've got pe- a blank too. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, people, process. Well, there's different. Okay, so I mean, people's. Okay. Uh, anyway, the the. Uh, <laughs> why do I say the three P's and I forget what it's? Uh, um, <laughs> Anyway, so that's quite embarrassing. Um, people process product is is the uh, actual t- the technical term, but um, I guess in this instance it's actually people process and policy because um, I mean what, what we're we're talking about here, and I guess policy and process are interrelated. But in terms of managing cybersecurity, what we're really talking about is basically making sure that you uh, that your your human resource is. Is trained. They understand cybersecurity threats. Uh, you make sure you've got processes in place to manage that, uh, and then you've got also your, your basically your systems and your policies around all that to to then I guess basically you know again get through it, and then also do your continuous review at the end of it and go okay well look what can we do better and how can we manage that. So how do you manage cybersecurity? Basically, what you do is I think honestly the first step really if, if you want to get serious about it, you do need to get some consultancy to to basically work out where you. Um, where you sit with your cybersecurity currently. Most people uh, will understand tools. So, for example, they go, well, I've got anti-malware tools or I've got a firewall or something to mitigate against my, my you know, cybersecurity threats. But it's a lot more than that. Uh, cybersecurity is about it's about a whole range of things and the, the thing is that there's a big human element to it. I mean, you can have some amazing systems in place, but, again, you've got to make sure that um, cybersecurity awareness training and um, the human element, you cannot underestimate how important it is to to train your staff resource to be cybersecurity aware. Uh, I feel like that's probably one of the most important parts of the process and often it's overlooked quite a bit. Uh, and then sure, then you have your tools and those things in place. And then so then again, if you um, basically get a consultant on board, they'll look at the, the tools and the types of mitigation measures that you can put in place, some of the controls. So that might include some 
some managed firewall solutions. It might include some different types of anti-malware or other tools, um, EDR, um, some some other tools that, I mean, again, at Club IT, we have a proprietary tool suite that we utilize uh, with a range of different tools to, to basically control the various types of malware. Um, sorry, types of cybersecurity threats. Malware is only one of those. Uh, and um, and then basically uh, what, yeah, again, that's about then formalizing the policy and process around all that. So you, you get basically get your people trained up, get them cybersecurity aware. It's an ongoing process. Have your tools in place to, to basically respond and mitigate uh, and control cybersecurity threats. And then have your processes and policies that say, okay, we've had this cybersecurity instance, um, how we respond to it, or we follow this, we do that. Uh, you know, there may be other res- there may be other things you may have to do after the fact as well. There might be cybersecurity insurance, for example. You might have an incident report you might need to write up, and then you may have something else as part of your internal audit or continuous improvement. So, it's an ongoing process, and uh, putting that entire system in place can be quite daunting, but uh, you can do it quite simply, right? So, you know, uh, one of the one of the things we talk about in in auditing quite a bit is, you know, people go, well, uh, the auditors will say, we need to have a process for, you know, X, Y, Z. So when this occurs, you know, you've got to have a process there. And they go, okay, well, that's fine. And they'll, they'll show, someone go, oh, we have a process. And they go, that's fine. We'll show me the process. And they'll go through and show the process. And the auditing standard may say, well, let's, what's the process? And make sure you've got a process. It won't necessarily say you have to have a fully documented and tested and verified process. Most um, and that's one of the key things, right? So as long as you've got a process that's well known, that's that's well understood by staff, uh, you don't necessarily have to have it fully documented and have the full all the policies and all the bits and all the rigmarole. If you're a, if you're a small business and you maybe you you're struggling with with you know, I mean, <laughs> HR policy and stuff, let alone your cybersecurity and everything else, you can still have a very basic policy and process in place without having to document every single thing. As long as it's as long as it's known within the organization, it's it's clear cut and it's something that is um, repeatable and there's um, you can observe that it's being applied consistent consistently. It doesn't matter whether you've got a hundred page policy document or not. And I think that's something really important to point out. So you can have a, you know, if I'm a small business, I can have a basic cybersecurity uh, system in place. And you can, you can manage your cybersecurity with, you know, literally a handful of documents, some some obviously some really good tools, uh, and then the ongoing um, staff training aspect of it. So those three components allow you to effectively manage cybersecurity. Now, again, if you don't know where to start, you, you're best to get a consultant involved uh, to really hammer in on that. But they're your three main components. They don't have to be um, extraneous. I think it's important to really understand the types of threats that you have to deal with and work out how you'd best manage those things. And 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 look, the, the threat level will be different for all different organizations. Obviously, you're going to have a very different cybersecurity processes if you're building submarines for the government versus, you know, selling, you know, coffees and, and I don't know, you know, lunches and stuff to the public or something, like your general cafe, for example. So, you know, it's about trying to get the balance right um, and understanding really where the risks lie with your business then you know, putting the appropriate measures in place. I don't know if you want to add anything there, Sam. I spoke yeah. for quite a bit there. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And this is where, you know, someone that's trained in these kinds of things, having a consultant come in and have a look at your business, whether you are a small, medium or large business, it can be helpful because as you probably heard Ben talk there, it can get very complicated and very daunting very quickly to anyone who's not trained in it. And, 
And that's sort of where we move on to like, what questions should I ask about our site for security? And, and then, again, it comes down to talking to a consultant will likely be the best option because they know all this stuff and they can go through this stuff with you. But if we're going to talk about what kind of questions you should ask, I mean, I suppose we could look at the top one. So what is the top cybersecurity concern for our business today? So is it going to be, say, if you're a cafe, is it going to be a customer database or is it going to be, say, if you are making submarines for a government, well, it's going to be blueprints and, you know, different types of parts of your business will be um, vulnerable. And then you can ask questions like, have we allocated enough resources and how, how do we confirm that we're in compliance with regulatory requirements? Again, that's probably one you speak to a consultant about because they're aware of all the different regulatory requirements in your particular country or state and they'll know how to help along with that and give you some tips. I mean, we can go on forever on what kind of questions you should ask about your business, but I think... Oh. Yeah, well, I, I, I think from my interpretation of this question, I think what they're saying is so if, if they're going to maybe someone who knows a bit about cybersecurity or they're not sure about what their IT provider is doing for them for cybersecurity, maybe they're trying to understand like what kind of questions should I ask my IT provider? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I, I think really um, I, I guess what I would go to is is I would go back to those, those three key principles that I talked about earlier where I'd say, right, uh, you know, what, what kind of – um, staff training resources uh, are available for um, cybersecurity for our for our business. So, you know, what what, what can we um, practically train our, our staff with? What resources do you have for us? And then I'd go to the controls and tools, and I'd say, uh, okay, so w- what kind of uh, controls and tools do you have to mitigate against the cyber threats? Again, that that you, I think, the, I really like the the point that you made, Sam, about. You know, identifying really your your you know your, your key um, your, your key data that's really the, that's basically you know the, if you think about your most valuable data and what happened what would happen to it if, if it basically um, got out to the public or if it became compromised. I think really if you understand that, and then you go back and go okay, okay, what tools or systems um, have you put in place for a business to protect against you know uh, basically this a cyber threat of losing that data. All that data being compromised or stolen. Yeah, I think so, understanding what you need to protect is important because mm. that's where you can over overdo it, and you might even be protecting the wrong assets, or you know, you might be heading in the completely wrong direction. So, if you learn about your business and what you need to protect, and most business owners and managers will already know this, but it's always good to, as a refresher, just to to look at your data and go, okay, then what is important to us and what could be a uh, liability for a cyber incident? That's right, exactly. So I think understanding that and basically asking the questions about, okay, well, what have we got in place on the human resource side? So in the terms of staffing, like for training or for or things to help staff identify those particular threats because, again, no matter how good of tools and systems you've got in place, you've got to have staff that are well-trained that can to at least have an idea whether something's suspicious or not. They don't need to identify it exactly. They just need to know whether something, you know, seems like it's out of place, right? It's the same as same as looking after your body. Like, I mean, you know, you don't need to, you know, you're not a doctor. You don't need to diagnose every single thing in your body, but you, know you should have a basic. Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If something hurts, and you should be able to go, okay, well, I've identified my leg hurts. Okay, well, I'm going to go see the doctor. I'm going to go see the physio, or whatever, and then they can 
do the the deep diagnostics of it. So it's just it's just about the the first line defense is still always going to be the stuff. So you know if, if the leg hurts and they don't tell the doctor about it or they don't raise it with anything or it doesn't come up with any systems or processes, then the leg's just going to progressively get worse and worse. So you know you, you still need to have someone just to raise the flag, right? So basically. Um, Again, making sure you've got the staff resources. It might be cybersecurity awareness training or you know, what. Just ask, what resources have you got to help from, from a staff side? And then talk about the tools. You go, okay, so once you, you know about the, the type of data you want to protect, it might be your membership database. It might be your point of sale transactions. Uh, you know, it, it could be a range of different things. As you see, it could be blueprints. It could be intellectual property. You go, okay, what, what systems and tools do we have in place to mitigate against theft, compromise, or you know, corruption of that particular data? Uh, and you, you can ask those questions. And then going on to the last bit, you go, okay, um, basically it comes to the response and the post um, the post process. So, okay, what kind of policies or, or you know, do we have cybersecurity insurance? Or, for example, um, what, what, how do we respond to threats when they occur and what do we do after that? So, you know, go, okay, well, if we do get hit by a cybersecurity threat, what, what do you guys do? And then, what do you do after the threat has been resolved? And what have you I think learned? Those, yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like if you can ask questions about that life cycle, I feel like that's going to give you the types of answers that you want to figure out. So if you're going to ask those key questions, I feel you get a very quick picture of how, uh, I guess, how well prepared you are to mitigate against cybersecurity threats. Uh, I really feel like that would cover off. Those that, that key those key processes um, is if you cover off the whole life cycle, and you, you don't have to you know again you, you'll know just by your own instinct depending on how detailed or how sufficient those responses come back of whether you need to actually put more work into those things. And look again, if you've got a good consultant, just you can always just straight up ask them, say, hey, look, you know, can we do more uh, to mitigate against uh, you know cybersecurity threats? Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's a simple practical question, if, even if they. Understand cybersecurity. Most of the time, they'll probably always answer yes. Um, if they say no, nah, it's all perfect, I would probably worry if someone said, "Oh, look, it's absolutely perfect. You've got no issues at all." I would. It's no such thing more, as perfect. Yeah, I, I would. I would be more concerned about someone who said, "No, nah, look, don't worry about. It. You know, she'll be right, mate." Than someone who says, "Look, you know, there are some things you can prove. Even if, you know, even if if it's maybe to their own um, detriment to a little bit, they might say, "Well, you know, because they might be." They may be looking after your cybersecurity, and if you ask them, they might say, "Well, you know, maybe oh, it's all perfect." But I feel like most uh, consultants, if they're doing their job, will say, "Look, there are things that we can always do," and they will identify things that you can you can basically uh, do to improve your cybersecurity. So, and I feel like if if, if they don't identify anything, then I feel like because um, the thing you've got to understand with cybersecurity is that it's ever evolving. And it really is about continuous improvement. So, uh, you know, the threats are changing all the time. So if someone is saying that your cybersecurity is perfectly fine, you don't need to do anything, the chances are they're not keeping on top of, of what's going on in cybersecurity because it is constantly changing and evolving. And to assume that you can just sit there and do nothing about it or assume that you've got a good system in place and it was good last year, so it should be good this year or the next year, um, it is not, it's not, it's not true. So... I feel like understanding that it is a continuous in, in, improvement process is actually a really important part of it when it comes to actually asking questions. So, Yeah, and I wouldn't mind just jumping ahead to one of the 
questions in the list, Ben, is about why is cybersecurity important? And I feel like this entire podcast so far, we've sort of touched on why it's important. But, you know, I think especially in 2020, and it's been hitting the big news, is the amount of large companies that have been getting hit and going down. And some of these large companies, they've been affected quite significantly, but they often have the reserves to bounce back. Now, what you often don't hear about in the news is your small to medium-sized businesses that may get attacked and it may cost them a lot, if not their entire business. So, I think, why is it important? Because it's the same reason why you put your money in the bank rather than in a drawer. You know, it's just you're mitigating against a threat and it's just important for life and for functioning of your business. Yeah, I, the the thing I think people need to understand now is that the probably the the most important thing that your business has, and I, uh, you know, it, it's 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 quite interesting, right? Because I I spend a lot of time uh, investing in and, and developing gaming loyalty systems and just and just um, customer loyalty systems in general, right? And I, I feel like one of the most underutilized things uh, in the biggest difference between a small business. And a really large multinational billion dollar business is the amount of data that they harvest from their clients or from their consumers. I feel like that is the biggest difference, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you look at, and again, Sam, I know you can speak to this, but you look at your, your Woolworths and those guys, the amount of data that they know and they collect on their customer, maybe compared to the the local little small little um, IGA supermarket or, or you know, you talk about your, your center restaurants and cafes and everything. The difference is is the data. Um, the difference is that they they know exactly how much their customers are spending. They know exactly their, all their behaviors. They know exactly how to manipulate those behaviors to effectively make more money and to grow the business. And they know where to grow the business as well. They know we, we, we can open up a store here and we know we're going to capture this specific population. We're going to make approximately this much on average, per per customer that comes to the door, they have all the data, and and I, I think one of the things that we are seeing now, again in in the world, is that basically uh, the businesses are harvesting more and more data, particularly now in COVID, right? Because in COVID now, <laughs> whether we like it or not, and and it seems to be for the foreseeable future, and until this uh, event is over, uh, the all businesses, and it does worry me a bit, but they're all now capturing data of everyone going everywhere, all their, all their phone numbers, emails and everything. And to be honest with you, I, I feel like uh, I don't – it's not that I, um, you know, I can understand why they're doing it and I can understand, you know, what, what they're trying to achieve, but I do not trust uh, – <laughs> I do not trust the capabilities of, you know, a large number of small businesses' ability to actually securely manage – personal information i just from the systems that i've seen in, that are physically in place around there's just uh i don't have much trust or faith in the ability for that information to be uh to be kept um private so uh you know so uh, again this goes back to the whole why is cybersecurity important it's important because the most valuable thing that you actually have in your business is your intellectual property it's your data it's your information it's the information you know if i um Let's say, for example, I want to start a, a new um, sushi business in, in town. If I knew every single detail of the competitors' customers, if I knew you know, who they were, their email addresses, their, their information, what they liked, what they didn't like, I could open up a sushi restaurant tomorrow and I could dominate 
that business because I have all that information. Yeah, exactly. What the, the most valuable thing you have is your, your, your data, your information, your intellectual property. You know, so what you need to do and, and why cybersecurity is so important is because you need to protect that. And if you lose that or if that gets stolen or if that gets compromised, that can kill a business. Some businesses, as Sam has pointed out, can and will recover from it. But there are a lot of businesses that won't. If you are a small to medium legal firm or, or an accounting firm, for example, and if you suffer a serious cybersecurity breach and you lose or your or your client's information is compromised, that that's it for your business. I mean, you know, not only I mean, th- think about the legal cases involved with it, but I mean, if if I don't if particularly now what we're seeing out the, the maze ransomware, right, where basically information isn't being encrypted, it's actually being published to the dark web. If I'm a, um, if I'm a client going through a, you know, a really important legal matter, at, you know, with a solicitor, for example, and my, my information gets compromised with that solicitors and it gets published to the dark web and suddenly all my legal affairs are out into the public, there's, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to be using that business again. Yeah. That, that, that business is gone. It's cactus. So, especially uh, when it comes to businesses such as you know accountants or legal firms or anything with sensitive information, and you know that sort of mutual respect between you know client and customer and things like that, or and it can be for other kinds of things. So, like psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, you know, anything with any kind of confidential information, you know, you lose that information, you're done. And you're probably and, uh, going to face, uh, you know, legal implications due to that. There's, there's likely. I'm not overly familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure there's actually some laws and stuff in place as well that you can you can end up in, in in a lot of trouble and a lot of debt and potentially even jail time for losing customer information. Yeah, so that's right. So why is cybersecurity important? Well, I, it just again, it, it, I mean, look, it's literally, again, the most important thing you have these days is your data. And if your data gets compromised, stolen or otherwise, it can mean the end of your business or it can mean tens of thousands of dollars in costs. And even cybersecurity insurance will not necessarily protect you in those instances. So unless it's it's quite clear that everything you're doing is is fair and reasonable and that you're, you know, you're right on top of it, um, you know that they 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 won't cover everything. They I guarantee you, if they feel as though that you haven't put in sufficient mitigation measures, they will not cover you. So it's something to be very very clear about and very very careful about in what you do and how you do it. So cybersecurity extremely important, even more and more important now uh, in twenty twenty. And I cannot stress the importance enough. If you're not taking cybersecurity insurance, or sorry, if you're not taking cybersecurity uh, seriously. Uh, now's the time to start doing it because it's it's only going to get worse. And as we start to collect more and more data, particularly in this COVID environment, uh, your business is going to be a target. And this is the other thing to really point out. It's not just large businesses that are targets. Small businesses are targets because if they can do them in bulk, they can do like 10,000 small businesses and then they get a small amount out of each, it's still a lot of money. So don't think that because you're a small business, you're not a target or because you're a you know, a certain type of business, they won't target you. They they don't care. If they if there's money to be made, they'll find a way and you will be targeted. So yeah. And like Ben said, you know, a, a thousand small businesses is going to be easier to hit and you're going to get more money than one large business. 
So, you know, a large exactly. hitting a large business who do have a lot of these cybersecurity um, techniques and policies in place will take a lot more man hours and a lot more time and resources to actually get into than, you know, sending out and, and attacking, you know, a, a hundred cafes. Exactly. So... Uh, we've talked about why cybersecurity is important. We've talked about how to manage it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, what are the well, uh, what are the three main categories of cyber threats? So let's talk about that one there. I think that's probably a, a good practical one. So, so the three main categories of cyber threats, I'm I'm pretty sure, uh, are basically your malware. So your malware types of attacks, your phishing, uh, or phishing, however you want to pronounce it, which is basically where you um, get sort of a, again like a, maybe a, a fake email or a fake website or something some kind of interface to the to the to a staff member or to a client which gets them to put in information that may or may not be confidential which allows them then to get access to systems so, so that's so, the most common one there so fal- and then ransomware is the other one yeah so falsifying information to to lure um unsuspecting people to go and fill out your information is definitely the most common one out there. Hmm. And often they use a combination of, of all three or they may use a combination of, of different types of threats. And not I mean, even though those are the three technical categories, there's a whole range of different ways that cyber criminals can actually uh, get into systems. So I, I would say the other one is actually targeted attacks. So again, You've got you do have your phishing and you've got your targeted. I think you've got targeted attacks. Really, is technically the fourth as well, because what they may do as well, they may find something. For example, let's say you've got an online booking system, they might find a, a very easy way to um, to get access to that. If if you use, for example, WordPress and maybe you don't do regular updates on on your website, maybe they find an easy way to get into your WordPress and they therefore get to find a way to get into your e-commerce platform. Maybe change your payment details. So even though uh, malware, you know, ransomware and um, phishing are the two, well, sorry, are the three main uh, types of cyber threats, you'll actually find, I feel like, targeted attacks or sort of mass scale um, exploits really is sort of your like your fourth type of category because uh, we are, and we are starting to see more and more of that as well. So even though you've got those main three, and I, I feel like certainly if you can mitigate, if you can have reasonable controls against, uh, you know, phishing, ransomware, and malware, in most cases for most businesses, that will cover off a lot of um, the cybersecurity threats that you're going to see. I still feel like, and what we're starting to see, we are starting to see more and more targeted attacks. So you, you'll also want to make sure that. Um, Essentially, patch management and mitigating against particular exploits on your systems as well is is really important, and that actually um, will lead on to the, the next question in a second. But I just wanted to see: is there anything else you wanted to add, Sam, about the three main categories? Yeah, no. The only thing I can think of is there are those three main categories, but then they branch out, and and you know it, it becomes quite complex. And you know, malware can include many many types, and phishing can then include spear phishing and all sorts of things. So. It's worth doing even just a small amount of research and you'll you'll especially if you just look up, you know, what are the main cybersecurity threats and just read about each one because they they are quite diverse and it's worth knowing about each of them. Yeah, I I feel like it is worth understanding uh, basically, you know, what malware is in in essence 
uh, and obviously, you know, ransomware. I think you know, we've talked about ransomware before on, on the podcast, yeah. but basically it just – most ransomware these days is uh, – well, I mean – it used to be things like CryptoLocker, uh, where essentially you would encrypt your data and then make you pay a ransom to get that back. Now we're starting to see uh, new types of ransomware, like the Maze ransomware we've talked about previously on this program, where basically it won't encrypt your data. Uh, they'll hold your data to ransom, and if you don't pay the ransom, they'll publish your data to the dark web. So that's the other type. And then the phishing, again, is really about collecting information to allow them to you do further exploits and to basically further capture or steal or compromise information. So a phishing attack may end up end up being a ultimately a, a ransomware attack after that, uh, or may end up they may end up uh, putting in a malware payload into your system using that phishing information. So they they can use a combination of these types of uh, threats to uh, basically call, you know have a cyber incidents. So you know and, and again I, they will also consider again to. Um, you will see target attacks and you also see exploits as well. So these are things you do need to be aware of. I want to get on to the last question. So this is a really good practical one, and we have talked about this. I think this is one of the first episodes we did. So cybersecurity. So what are some of the measures you can implement yourself? So really, uh, I think we talked about this uh, in the past. So we, we talked have, about yeah. yeah things like um, complex passwords, multi-factor authentication, uh, again, the training we think is, well, training is really important. Uh, and then, obviously, um, look, I, I still wouldn't recommend. So, in terms of tools, I would still, I wouldn't just say just install this tool and 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 then it'll, it'll work fine, right? It, it's because there's not so much. There's a whole range of different tools out there to mitigate and control against certain types of cybersecurity threats. But unless you really know what you're doing, unless you know what you're actually trying to mitigate and control, there's you know, it's like having a. I can have a you know a hundred thousand dollar piece of machinery that makes maybe you know amazing cars or systems or whatever. But unless I know how to use and operate that and configure it, I, I you know I'm not going to be making anything right. So uh, I feel like recommending tools specifically is is probably not necessarily a, a practical thing. But I mean, I, I will say, you know, obviously you do need to have uh, anti malware uh, and you know antivirus um, software. You do need to have good firewalls. Uh, you know, you do need to have uh, you know a range of other tools. And again, certainly, um, you know, having. I think I feel like training is one of those things that's that's it's really sort of underappreciated. I feel like cybersecurity awareness training is probably one of the more most powerful things you can do because, I mean, often uh, as we are in human nature, we often look for shortcuts. So you know, we've talked about again on the program things like complex passwords. You know, I mean, most people uh, get lazy with their passwords. Everyone has got so many passwords. You've got to remember passwords. Most people will use the, the same variation of their password for everything, and uh, that creates a cybersecurity threat. It means that the password for maybe your internet banking isn't much different to your Facebook password and so on and so forth. So, you know, all it takes is for one system to get compromised and then suddenly they've got access to everything. So cybersecurity awareness training to explain to people, you know, why you should have a different password on your net banking to your Facebook and the types of passwords and, and those things and, and you know, understanding what a cybersecurity threat is and what to look out for. I feel like that's probably one of the most practical things you can implement yourself. Uh, and look, there are plenty of great online resources for cybersecurity training. So, I mean, I'd, I'd honestly just, 
the, if, you, if there's one thing that you could implement yourself uh, for your business, I would just say, look, look up free cybersecurity awareness training on yeah. Google, grab some resources and go through it with your staff. That is probably the most simplest, effective thing that you can do today to uh, implement yourself and to mitigate against cybersecurity instances in your business. Most definitely, I agree. Um, beyond that, Sam, I know well, two-factor is one of the other things we've talked about. You know, anything that is accessed externally, two-factor authentication. Yeah, so, I, I would almost say not just uh, accessed externally, Ben. I would almost say that two-factor authenticate almost everything. You know, you can, I, other than probably maybe the exception of your workstations at your business, then generally all your accounts, emails, banking, you know, everything should probably be two-factor authenticated just for that extra layer of security. <laughs> Bye, Harriet. That's the daughter there. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, you, no, you're exactly right. So, I, I mean, look, you, you're right. Two-factor everything, ideally. But, I mean, I feel like, um, again, you're right. There's no reason why you shouldn't two-factor everything. The vast majority of applications these days are cloud-based. The Most of them have two-factor authentication. But as, as I said, at a bare minimum, anything that you access – Externally, so anything that's cloud-based, anything that you maybe have to like remote access to, into your business, for example, uh, anything that's external should be at the minimum two-factor. I, I, I certainly agree with you. Ideally, where you can, you should ideally two-factor everything. Yeah. But the reality of it is that there's a lot of um, lob or line of business applications or proprietary applications, for example, that you may use in your business, whether it be your dental software or your podiatry software or your, maybe your membership software. Most of that won't have two-factor on it unless it's a cloud-based system. So, and in those and, instances, I think it'd just be look at making sure that your passwords on your workstations adhere to, you know, password complexity policies, and and just not having passwords on a post-it note stuck onto the monitor because what's the point? Because yeah. you may as well not have a password. So, you know, anything that's important. Make sure it's passworded if you can two-factor. If not, make sure you're using complex passwords and make sure you're not noting them down. And definitely do not put the administrator password sticky note on the back of the server. If you do that, um, <laughs> we're going to get the we're, we're, we're going to come after you. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, so complex passwords, cybersecurity awareness training, two-factor authentication. I think we also talked about previously having a champion of cybersecurity in your business, I think is, is important. Uh, I, I have to remember the five cybersecurity tips we actually did in the first episode now. Um, but I mean, really, they're the types of practical things that you can implement yourself. In terms of things you can actually do yourself, you can do those right away. They're, they're going to make an impact on your business. And uh, you know, they're, they're great practical things that you can do for cybersecurity. But Look, uh, cybersecurity is one of those topics that we could literally talk about forever and, and it is constantly evolving. There's a lot going on in the space right now. It is a very serious matter uh, because it is affecting businesses in very significant ways and particularly in the current climate where everyone's working from home, there's larger uh, attack surface, so there's more ways for a cyber criminal to get into your business than what they used to be. Is something we all have to take very seriously. So if if there are again, if you have if you're not sure about something, definitely like engage a, a consultant. I, I feel like that's probably the best advice we can also give. You know, because it, it's going to be worth the investment given the the types of risks that can occur and the types of issues that can occur if you don't take cybersecurity seriously. So 
I think that's that's all the uh, cybersecurity questions we have answered. So that's I cybersecurity think that's a wrap. threat management. Yeah, that's a wrap. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. And I have too many windows open. So let me just press that. And we are going to our outro.